And we need to be willing to be opening and listening to the Holy Spirit. And if God shows us or tells us something, then the only way we're going to solve that problem and get our joy back is to do His will. If we don't do God's will, we're not going to have the joy that the Lord has for us this morning. And I thought about preaching that, and I thought of the other day, I thought I would, and what a message would be there. And man, I was looking forward to preaching it, but God changed it and said, no, no, not Sunday, maybe some Sunday, but not this Sunday, because I want you to do preach this. How many is glad for the Holy Ghost? How many thinks that you will survive without it? How many is scared of it? When you talk about the Holy Ghost, a lot of people will go shaking and trembling. Amen. They will cause they well, man, he he he's a Pentecostal. He's crazy, you know. But the Bible said when Jesus went away, he said, He said, I will not leave you comfortless, but he said. I'll send back a, a comforter. I'll send back the Holy Ghost. Ain't that what Jesus said? And he didn't send it back to be sending it back. He said, I'll send it back. And he said, it'll lead you and guide you into all truth. So without the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, people say, well, say the Holy Spirit. That don't sound as scary as the Holy Ghost. I love it myself. I love it myself. I love it, boy, when it just falls on me, you know, and that don't matter if I'm at church or at home or where. I have been known to just jump up the floor and cut loose preaching there to the chairs and pictures on the wall, and my wife will come through and say, what's going on? And sometimes she finally learns, and she just comes through, and she just goes to the other room, but she's listening. She's listening. Thank God it gives me courage to know that God has promised me uh, that I could have it. And and I'm so thankful today to know God's promises. We act like sometimes we forgot what God promised us. Amen? Amen. I'm glad for the promises of God. I'm glad that He promised me. He said, I'll give it to you. And He said, I'll never take it away from you. He said, I'll lead it and I'll guide you into all truths. Amen. And into all ways. Without the Holy Spirit this morning, Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call it, Jesus said, uh, you're not one of mine if you don't have it. If you don't have it, you don't know which way you're going. You can't get there by yourself. but we can get there with Him. Paul said, I can do nothing without Him. He said, but I can do all things with Him. Jesus told the woman there at the well one day, she said, well, I worship, we worship in these mountains. Jesus said, there's coming a time you'll neither worship in Jerusalem at the temple or you'll neither worship in these mountains. 
but said, if you worship, uh, you will worship God, and God is a spirit, uh, and if you worship Him, you will worship Him in spirit and in truth. The nomination is not going to get you to heaven. The Pentecostals, I've talked to some of them, good friends of mine, and they talk like they're the only ones going to make it to heaven. I got news for you, Pentecostal friends. Uh, you ain't the only one going to get there. I've talked to the brethren in Christ, and some of them think that if they're the only ones going to get there. The Methodists, some of them think that they're the only ones going to get there. Church of Christ thinks they're the only ones going to get there because they don't believe the way we believe, and we may not believe a little the way they believe. But my friends, the denomination is not going to get you to heaven. Uh, the only thing that's going to get you to heaven uh, is knowing Jesus Christ, uh, calling upon Him, uh, asking Him to forgive you of your sins, uh, and let Him come in uh, and place His Spirit within you, uh, and then be willing to follow Him uh, and do His will this morning. If you don't do His will, uh, that you, that you, then you're simply not a Christian this morning. You cannot deny doing and not do God's will and be saved today. Some people act like they're in control uh, and they know their destiny. Uh, nobody's in control except God uh, and they ain't a one of us in here this morning uh, that knows our destiny. Only God knows our destiny. That didn't cost you nothing. Can I preach a while now? If you've got your Bibles, look with me in, uh, in St. John's Gospel, chapter 15, and we'll try not to be over three, four hours long this morning. Try to make up for last Sunday. St. John, chapter 15. I've heard this preached, I've preached it, but I've just seen it somewhat different than what I can remember. In chapter 15, the Bible says that Jesus was speaking as he walked through a vineyard here, evidently. And Jesus looking, I'm assuming, at a great, big, healthy grapevine and the branches on it and the fruit on it. And you know, the Bible said many times when Jesus taught the disciples, He taught them with parables. And without a parable, parable taught He not them. So this is, I assume, a parable, which is an illustration of what something is or what something's like, and you're liking unto it. So notice what Jesus said. He said, I am the true vine. He said, and my father is the husbandman. And he said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring what? Forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
Verse 4, he said, Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you, what? Abide in me. Jesus said again in verse 5, He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same, listen to this, bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do it. You know, Jesus had been teaching them over, even back over in verse 13, 14, especially chapter 14. He, he had been teaching them, I guess after he had resurrected, he had been teaching them about his death, his resurrection, and so on and so forth. And so he was bringing them along, trying to get them to understand that his work was done here and he was going back to his home, back to his heavenly father. But he didn't want to leave them without a full understanding of who he was and who they was. And he wanted to encourage them before he left he wanted to encourage them with a word to carry on after his departure. Now, he knew that they could not do that without him. And that's why that he had said, oh, back over there, that's why he had said that I'll not leave you comfortless, but I'll send it, which is a Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I will bring all things to your remembrance. How many times and how many sermons have you listened to in your lifetime? How many can remember this morning how many can remember what we preached from a week ago, two weeks ago, today? Who can remember what the message was about without looking, Sheila? <laughs> and so Jesus knows that we are just like these disciples. And that's why he said, I'll send the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, back when I leave. Because he knew that they would forget the things they'd seen and to forget the things that he, they had been taught if something, when he left, if something was not left with them to remember. And what I read there, it said, I will, my Father will send back it to lead you and to guide you and to bring to remembrance all things. 
So that's why today that it's so important that we hear the Word of God every change we get. Now it's been said this morning in about four hours or something like that, after you hear what has been preached this morning, that people will only remember about 20% of it when they leave here in a matter of hours. They'll only remember it. So that's why Peter said, over the book of Peter, that's why Peter said, now I didn't have practice this, so I don't know where this is going. But that's why Peter said that it is meant for me while I'm here to stir up your minds in a way of remembrance. Now, I don't know about you. How many needs their minds stirred up every now and then? I need my mind stirred up. I need it really every day. I need to have it stirred up. I need to have, be brought to remembrance when I get stirred up. You know, I, I, I need to be, be make remember what happened last week, what happened yesterday, what's happening today. And you know, the day will be gone. And, but the Bible says we need to do today what we can do because tomorrow we may not be here to do it. But Jesus here, where I read you at, and, and there's so much here, and, but Jesus seen this big grapevine, loaded it with nice branches, I guess, and loaded it with all kinds of fruit on it. So Jesus said, wait a minute. He said, and he just told them what he was going to do. He's going to leave them. He said, I want you to remember. I want you to remember. He said, I am not just a vine, but he said, I am the true vine. Is anybody with me yet? And he said, and my father is the husbandman. You know what that is? He was a caretaker of the vineyard. See, they raised great, great vineyard, many, many of them, made the wine, and that's what they drank because the water wasn't good. And so they had to be somebody that would take care of the vineyard. And you know, sometimes I think, Brother Dean, that's what ministers are, pastors are. They put us here to take care of his vineyard, which are you this morning. Because we're all part of this vineyard this morning. And so he said, I am the true vine. I am, and my father is the husbandman. He's the caretaker. Now listen to this. He said, in every branch in me, talking about the true vine, he said, every branch in me that bringeth not fruit, my father, he said, will taketh away, and every branch that beareth not fruit, he pur- and every branch that bringeth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Are you with me? Jesus said, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And he said here again, he said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye, 
abide in me. So he was illustrating, Tony. He was illustrating a great grapevine over there was loaded with branches and loaded with fruit. Now he said, look at that vine there. He said, that represents me. And he said, look at these branches here. He said, that represents you. Are you still with me? Now he said, the husbandman is my father. And said, he takes care of all of us. He takes care of all of us. Now he said, I want you to notice, and you've got to imagine this, and evidently there had been some branches that had broke off and was lying there and dying, had died and withered up. Evidently there was some in there still on the vine that was drying up. He was not bearing any fruit. <laughs> Anybody hear me? I'm talking about you, Vineyard. I'm talking about you, Christian friend. And so, Jesus said, that branch laying there is no good. It's no good. It can't bring forth fruit. So it's no good. You see that branch back in there that's died? Head is hindering the other one. Making them bad. So my father is going to cut it off and get rid of the bad stuff and just leave the good stuff. He said, because the dead branch cannot bring forth fruit, uh, my friend, let me tell you what is insinuating this morning, uh, is a dead Christian cannot bring forth any fruit this morning. Amen. Amen. If you're broke off from the branch this morning, uh, then you're no good for nothing but just be cast away in the fire. That's what, the, that's what Jesus is saying. He said, you're no good. And I think he was sort of sinuating here that a little branch there that was dying or trying to die. And he was saying, unless it is purged, it's going to go ahead and die and then I'm going to have to cut it off and cast it away. You know, the Bible said back over in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth. Amen. You say, what in the world is he talking about? Salt is good for healing. It's good for preserving. It's good for everything. And he spoke the parable back over Matthew. Uh, he said, ye are salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savour, uh, if it's lost its strength, uh, he said, it's no good to salt nothing, uh, no good to preserve nothing. It's no good even for the dung hill. He said, all men throws it out and travels it under their feet. Uh, church, he said, you are the salt of the earth this morning. You are the branch that's on the vine of the great I am this morning. Not a lot of hey man this morning, man. It ought to be full. I'm trying to lift somebody up this morning. And telling you without the vine, when you get separated from the vine, you're good for nothing this morning when it comes to spirituality. 
How many across the country today, how many dead branches do you think is on the vine in the church house today? Amen? It's not just this church. That church down the road or up the road. It's full of dried up branches all across the church world today. Why is that? Jesus gives us the answer. Amen. I'm so glad uh, if I got something I don't know, Brother Dean, I'm so thankful this morning uh, that I can get the book down uh, and if I'll take time uh, and put forth an effort, uh, I can open this book up uh, and I can find the answer to any question uh, that I've got to ask today. You know why a lot of people struggle in their salvation? Because they're too lazy to pick up the Word of God and look at it and read it and study it. Hey man. Come on, They've got self-satisfied on their nice soft pews. Hey man. And they come to church a lot of times. I think for the wrong reason. That's just because they know they've got a good comfortable seat to sit in. And Dalvin didn't used to call them and say you need to get off from that seat and do nothing. And get up and start doing something. Because as long as you sit on a seat dried up. And as long as the branch is dried up. You're neither good as long as the salt has got old and withered. He said you're good for nothing, he said. The only way, he said if you want to be happy, you want to be joy. How many wants to be happy this morning? Come on. How many wants to rejoice this morning? How many would like to get that pretty smile back on their face that they used to carry around? Some of you's lost it. Some of you's lost the desire. Some of you looks like you've Lost every friend you've got. You may have, but it may be a reason for it too. But I'll tell you one friend uh, that you haven't lost, and that is Jesus. I believe Jesus can take a branch uh, and all of it be dried up except one little sucker out there on it. And I believe if we have a heart's desire to get back what we've let the devil steal from us, he didn't steal it to him, church. When we lose our joy and our peace and all that, it's not the devil stole it to us. It's just we give it to him. Amen. Somebody say, hey, man. It's that we give it to him. We've allowed Satan to take away our joy, take away our peace, amen, and take away uh, our, our step that we used to. Uh, I used to uh, uh, see people coming into churches, you know, and man, they'd just be talking and laughing and just have a joyful spirit about and was ready to go to work, was ready to worship, amen, ready to do anything they wanted to do. But some of them same people are not here anymore. Uh, why? Because uh, I reckon uh, they've lost their joy in the Lord because they have not abided in the Lord people leave churches and I've talked to preachers after preachers and I've had them say brother Ralph I don't guess you you're like me I mean I've got some in church they'll come and boy I'll tell you what 
if you don't just human pat them all the time, they're up and gone. I've had them to come to church for years and years, and I don't know what's happening. But all of a sudden, they're just up and gone. I can tell you what's happened, but you won't listen. You're not abiding in the great I am any longer. You say, well, preacher, I'm still going to church. Well, that is good. Preacher, I'm still paying my tithe. I may not go to church. I'm paying my tithe. Well, that's good. You're supposed to pay your tithe. Well, preacher, I'll help people. If somebody needs help, I'll help them. Well, that's fine and dandy. But preacher, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just not as joyful as I used to be. You don't have to tell me the one that's lost your joy. You don't have to tell me. I'm a minister. I'm a child of God. I'm the one who's supposed to lift you up, amen. And I'm doing my best. If it's it, don't blame me for it. If you've lost your joy, amen, because they changed the message, Tony. I'm still preaching that you must be born again. You must abide in the vine because if you get separated from the vine, then you're back on the devil's ground. And when you get back on the devil's territory, then the devil, you're playing with fire and you're going to get burned, amen. People sit back and say, well, I've sung and I've prayed. I've done taught Sunday school. I've been on the board. I've done this for years and years. It's time some of the younger people steps up uh, and starts doing it. Well, first of all, how we raise our young people, uh, are they ready to take charge in an office? And first of all, if you're serving God and it's God's will for you to stay where you're at, then you need to stay where you're at, amen. I've never read in this book nowhere where there's a retirement for teachers and preachers. What's happening, church? I've seen the singer. I've seen them get happy. I've seen them clap. I'm talking about the singers. The one was doing it. They wasn't only getting uh, a blessing everybody else. They was getting blessed themselves. Why? Because they're obedient to God. Amen. And the Spirit of God began to move. When the Spirit of God began to move, it just don't move upon me or upon brother. It moves upon everybody. Amen. And they get to singing, Tony, and praising God. And I'm telling you what, the place is on fire. Amen. But what has happened to them now? This is not the price is right. The price is only right if you're abided to that vine. Amen. You have seen it. I've seen it. You take it out there. You get out there and you look. Uh, uh, people that raise these great vines. Uh, Tracy, you have probably seen them. I don't know if you've got one or not. But they've got one back there. They, sometimes when they come out, they some dead ones don't make it, ain't they? They're on the vine and they ain't going to do no good, are they? And, and changes are you reaching out and you cut them old dead bones off from there so it can sprout some new and so you can bring more fruit, amen. 
Jesus said, you can do nothing unless you abide in me. That means me. That means sis. That means you all. That means all of you. That means all of you. That means all of you on the first side. Church, we can do nothing uh, to take God out of the picture. Uh, and when we get that old vine and the whole vine dries up, we'll allow the vine to hit, we'll dry up. Uh, hey man, if we don't uh, uh, keep the fruits of coming, uh, and I'm talking about the church will dry up, uh, if we don't get back to work, hey man, uh, and start bringing in more fruit, hey man, uh, I'll tell you what we need. Uh, the Bible said, uh, and them, uh, he said in that, is then bringing forth fruit. Uh, he said, my father uh, will prune it. You know what that is? I'll prune my corn sometimes. Glory! Without the Word of God being preached the way it ought to be preached, uh, that's what's the matter with a lot of churches. They're not hearing the truth anymore. And that's why they're dried up. Bless her, Lord. We need a pruning to what you think. Jesus said the only way, and the only way, and I'm going to close here. I never did get to the message I had in mind preaching. But I did get to the one God gave me. The only way, if you've lost your joy, the only way you're going to get it back is just to come up here. Some call it rededicate your life. I don't care what you call it. You just need to come up here. You need to think about your life. Time is running out. It's running out. 